0: You're listening to The Plug, with Neil Griffiths. And welcoming to The Plug podcast, Tom Brennan, welcome. It's
1: good to be here, man, how are you?
0: Very good. I like we met all of twenty five seconds ago. Um, yeah, apparently early in London, so I apologize
1: for that. Nice, no, cool, man. It's all good. Um, it's nice uh, to be to be honest with you. I like getting up early. I like having my mornings and and uh, yeah. I don't like sleeping in anymore, man. Do you know what I mean? I I would love to be able to sleep in it still, but I'm no good at it. I need I need to wake up fresh and and have the whole day. Do you know what I mean?
0: It's weird because I'm looking outside right now, it's pitch black, like it's a little after 6.30, so good morning. Right. <laughs> uh, dude, we've got to start, I know we're going to talk about your music and what's coming up. First of all, I say this as a football fan, congratulations on Soccer Aid. Um, oh, holy shit. So for, for a quick recap for people who don't know, Soccer Aid is like a, basically a big celebrity music charity match, um, happens at Etihad Stadium, um, you know, the England team featured people like Wayne Rooney, Paul Scholes, Gary Neville and then musicians like Oli Moran and James Bay. The World 11 featured yourself Tom Grennan alongside people like Young Blood, Patrice Evra, Dermot Kennedy who was actually on the podcast like the week before the the match and the World 11 won 3-0. So first of all congratulations man.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. Honestly uh, it was the best experience of my life. It was so Amazing. To play with, like, I'm a Man United fan, so Wayne Rooney, Paul Scholes, Evra, Gary Neville. To play with these kind of people was crazy, but also, like, to play with, like, the likes of Roberto Carlos, who is, like, a World Cup winner for with Brazil. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. Um, But also really funny that, like, the likes of, like, I don't know, me, Youngblood <laughs> and Derma are playing with like these absolute icons, you know what I mean? But do you know what everybody's so nice and everybody was so like just lovely? And do you know what footballers like I look at them like they've got superheroes, superhero powers, but they're just normal people and and um, it was it was cool to get to know a couple of them.
0: What is it like on the field? Like, you know, you've, you have just mentioned there's a couple of legends there. Obviously, most have retired. That mm. This is obviously for charity, which is the main cause. But you're playing yeah. against some famous musicians. Does it get tense on the field or is it just one big laugh?
1: Um, did it get tense? Well, I definitely was going in hard for sure. Like I was taking no prisoners, man. Um, but everybody's friends, man. Everybody's cool.
0: Dermot was on like the week before the the game, so I've seen his socials as well blowing up. There's a lot of different personalities in that team. You know, you've got actual footballers, you've got Lee yeah. Mack, who's a very famous UK comedian, and then you've yeah. got like a little wildcat like young blood. What were the uh, the post game celebrations
1: like? Um, really good. It was <laughs> a big party after, after it, and like you say, loads of different people coming together. Like you would never ex- expect them to come together, and. Like Lee Mack and Youngblood got on really well, and do you know what I mean? And like that's like a pair that you'd never think would get on, hmm. but they became like best mates. It was cool. Yeah,
0: there were calls for you to be the for you to be man in the match as well, which obviously your fans will know. Um, you were a professional football player earlier on when you were at 17, 18. You got dropped from Northampton. You got an offer to go to the US to play, but you turned that down. Why did you turn? Yeah.
1: It down? Um, because I wasn't good enough man to be fair and like I wanted to be the best at something and football wouldn't have been in that I don't think and music happened and I was like do you know what I've got a shot at, at really doing well at music and yeah like also I loved where music like was was gonna take me and the kind of I don't know my discipline for, with football at that time just wasn't just wasn't the one, and I don't know music. you could kind of have fun and also do something that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, because again, people will know
0: your' fans, your musical journey started when you did karaoke, and you realized, oh shit, I can sing. Was that before, during, or after the football journey?
1: um no, that was after the football journey, right, right. Like, you just said I got offered to go to the US and play over there. It happened after I said no to that. Um, so I like had a few months, kind of, I don't know, thinking about what I wanted to do and stuff like that. And then the karaoke party happened, and and then I was like, do you know what? I, I like, I like, I don't know, I like performing. I like, I like playing songs, and I like singing in front of people. So maybe let's try that, and then. I did, I joined a little band in school. Like, I was 17, 18, joined a little band in school. Did a few covers and stuff, like gigs like that. And then that got, got me the bug of, like, performing. And then then I moved to London. And then I, yeah, learned how, well, I taught myself how to play guitar. And I wrote some songs. And then and then I was in a pub in London and then singing my own songs. And then someone in there was, like, Are these your songs? And I was like, yeah. And then they signed me, and then it all kind of was a snowball kind of thing from that.
0: But surely you knew before the karaoke thing that you could sing. Surely
1: you knew you had a good voice. Nah, I didn't. Did anyone,
0: you know, like just hum something around friends?
1: No, no. Where, like, where I'm from, if you started singing, man, you'd get I don't know beaten up or something.
0: So then your debut album comes out in 2017 and then Every in Row comes out this March, number one in the UK. Congratulations. I mean, you've, you've kind of just recapped everything that's happened in your career so far. It's only been five years. Does it feel that it's happened all very fast or does this feel like a long time coming as far as you're concerned?
1: No, this feels like a long time coming, to be honest. Like five years is not a long time at all. But when you're in it and doing it, Five years feels like an like a lifetime of having knockbacks on on having people who don't fully believe that you can do it. People in the industry kind of like saying, "Yeah, he's all right, like he's all right," and then coming with a with this every road album and going, do "You know what? Fuck all of you lot. This album is fucking great," and me and my team know it, me and my label know it, me and my management know it. And everybody else who said that I couldn't be or do what I wanted, fuck off. And that's what we've done. And we've basically put two fingers up to them and said, see ya. And yeah, it's nice to be able to do that. And nice to finally say, do you know what? Yeah, like I am good enough to do what I I believed I could do. And that was get a number one album. And that was to have like a top 10 single. And do you know what? This year I've had three top 10 singles and yeah, and it feels good to, to say that we've worked, our asses off to get it. it. Hasn't come easy, like nothing in life comes easy, but you see some, some things for other people, you're like, some people, they just, you see it like an overnight, they're a global superstar. You're like, fuck's sake, like what are we doing? To, but then you got to realize, you know what? Everybody's on their own journey. And my journey has just been a nice slow roller coaster, which I, which is just a gradual, like step up every time. And at the end of the day, man, I want longevity. I want to be able to do this for the for however long I can do it for. So yeah, it's it's nice to finally like be up there with like some of the some of the I don't know. Not everybody gets a number one in their lifetime. Do you know what I mean? So. Hmm. It's good to be able to say that I have had that and and that yeah I've worked hard, I've worked hard for it.
0: Well you said when you were talking about realizing you you could sing and teaching yourself the guitar when did you start writing music yourself because you know there's obviously plenty of people in the world who have brilliant voices but don't really have the gift of songwriting when did you say okay to to make this complete I've got to put pen to paper. I
1: never really thought about it. I uh i wrote me i wrote songs because they made me feel better i didn't really think about like it going the way it's gone i just wrote songs because they made me feel good and they helped me out and they and they allowed me to kind of i don't know escape from the feeling that i had and like they could and they like opened up a a door for i don't know Happier me, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's why I did it. And then, luckily enough, like people like liked what I was doing and liked the songs and related to the songs. Like when I first started writing songs, I wasn't thinking about anybody else apart from like let's just write a song and just do that. Now, obviously, like I do think about if I write this song, will it will it affect this person? It do, 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 do? But like at the, at the beginning, I didn't think like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you
0: think that if Evering Road wasn't didn't blob the way it did, you would still be as proud of it? Like you just said, it was kind of a fuck you to to everyone that doubted you along the way. But you know, fortunately for you, it also went to fucking number one.
1: Yeah. What is
0: it about this album where it's it is that? It is your way of saying fuck you to everyone who who thought
1: that you weren't worth that. I think this album for me is like so important because it's it's everything that happened during that time really really from the most honest place i could ever go to uh would it still be a fuck you to the people who said that i couldn't do it yeah man definitely because i'm i think like it's a proper step up from from what from what i made before do you know what i mean and like my first album got put in like an indie category which it probably is do you know what i mean um, but this one is like i don't know it's my I feel like i found found my sound with this album and then and then yeah, and then people who didn't believe in it were kind of i don't know to be honest with you like I'm just happy that finally like people are kind of realizing i don't know my talent in in a way without sounding like an ignorant prick like because I'm not. Like, I feel like I've had to work and work and work for people to kind of, I don't know, listen to my talent, and which is fine with me. Like, I love working. I love surprising people. And I love, I don't know, I love proving people wrong, for sure. Um, but it is just nice to clarify, to, like, have that, I don't know, to have that number one and say, I knew I was good enough for this. I knew it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
0: I mean, talking about surprises. Is it true that yeah. that Calvin Harris dm you while you're on the toilet? Surely, yeah, if like, you get that DM, you think this is like a—it's a fucking bug. It's a bot. This is not. Yeah, Calvin that's
1: Harris. what I actually did think. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't believe it for sure. And I messaged back. I was like, "Yo, man, what's going on?" And I was on the toilet when he did when, when he dm me. But for ages, my label and stuff were like, oh, "We need to get a feature. We need to get a feature." And, like, my management were like, well, we need to get a feature. I was like, yeah, when, when the right one comes along. And then, then they were, like, throwing all these different, different like, DJs or, like, art, other artists at me. And I was like, I'd love to get Calvin... I remember saying it. I was like, I'd love to have, like, someone like Calvin, but, like, that's such a long shot, do you know what I mean? And Calvin only works with the people that he really likes and stuff. And then and then I had the message from him. I was like, wow, this is fucking crazy. And uh, he's just such a nice and sweet, humble guy. Um, and the song's done really well and, and I'm really, really pleased and I'm really, really chuffed that he even thought of me for the song. So, yeah, it feels good.
0: Was it like, I mean, you don't have to share what the message said, but was it just a simple, like, you've got a great voice, I have a song that I think would be perfect
1: for it? Yeah, it was kind of like, I've been watching what you've been doing and and like through lockdown and You've like kind of keep me. You've kept me lifted up and stuff like that. And yeah, and that like, he's like, I've got this song that I've had for a while. I'd love you to like finish it, write it. Have you got it? Have you got it in the Have you got it in the bag? So it's like, yeah, right, sweet. Let's do that.
0: That's funny too. Like for people who who maybe big Calvin Harris fans, like back in the day, he was in a similar position, right? Like he was he wasn't like the big crazy DJ producer, Calvin Harris, he was almost like a, a front man of his own band. And he yeah, hustled yeah. it as well. And like now you say, Calvin Harris is now in, in a position where he can just fucking DM someone to ask to come on their song.
1: Yeah, for sure. And man, like, there's so many artists, so many great artists that he could have worked with. And he picked me, so it's just, uh, it's, yeah, it's just crazy, man. But yeah, I'm it taking pretty- it all in and just like, yeah. Embracing it and just having fun and and yeah, loving life.
0: It's funny. I was like right before this interview, I was watching that Lad Bible interview you did with Tom Jones. And yeah. as far as being humble, holy shit! Like he serenaded you at one point in that
1: interview. Yeah, he's a fucking cool guy.
0: <laughs> he's he's he, a is cool he? Is he actually cool? Because I've heard like many. I've heard like he's one. I've heard he's like one of the nicest people ever. But I've also heard because he's like a larger than life icon he is quite an odd guy because he's not you know he's not really a a normal guy for lack of a better term
1: yeah um, like for me like it's Tom Jones so yeah he's not a normal guy isn't it Mm. Um, but like he is really down to earth and he's just I don't know he's just a cool like guy who's got loads of stories and and, uh, yeah interesting man and still got a voice of an angel, do you know what I mean? And, like, here to here to tell the tale, like, he's seen so many, like, of his friends and other artists, like, I don't know, die die from substances or, like, die from all sorts of different things. And he's, like, the last one standing. And he never got involved with, like, drugs or stuff like that. And, and you can tell because he's still switched on and he's still... I don't know, he's still putting out music. Do you know what I mean? That like fucking nearly, I don't know how old he is, 80-something.
0: I think he's 80. Mad- On the dot, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's mad, man. Will I still be doing it at 80? <laughs> Probably not, mate. <laughs>
0: we'll see how your voice is. We can't, we can't guarantee that. Yeah, exactly. Towards the end of the interview as well, I kind of noticed when he said, like, you're, like, a, a real artist. He seemed to be, like, a genuine fan. It almost felt like like a passing of the torch moment. Like, you know, as you said, he's 80 years old. That man is not going to be listening to, to a lot of music these days, especially younger music. And he specifically said, like, you're a real fucking artist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I like that passing the torch from Tom Jones, Ledge. <laughs> um, no, he, like like I said, like, he's just cool, interesting guy. And it's just... It, for me, it's crazy to f- to think that he have said that. But do you know what? Like, also, it's fucking true. I am a real artist and I want to be that. I'm, and, yeah, I'm just happy that a legend like that can see that, that there ain't no fakeness about it. And I'm, um, yeah, doing I my mean. thing.
0: What do you want to be, like, looking down the line? I mean, obviously, again, yeah, this album has blown up in a massive way. I imagine you go, have you, have you started touring again over in the UK with the, with pandemic looking to be
1: largely over there at least? No, I started start start tour next week.
0: Right. Um, But you did Reading, right?
1: Just did Reading and Leeds, which was amazing to go back and, I don't know, it was like seeing an old friend that I hadn't seen in a while and just being like, oh, I've missed you. Like, let's do it again. And we did it and it was amazing it was so good
0: we can we can say now that um when this podcast is released that your australian tour has been announced have you Mm. been to australia before not like whether it's for music or just for fun
1: never man like it's a dream of mine to get to australia but like it's so far away and the ticket's so expensive that like it was never that never like it was always a dream it was never in reach but now I don't know, we're coming over and we can't, And I can't wait. And I know how, like, much little bit of love kind of connected in, in Australia. So it's going to be mad to see, like, loads of people singing it and, and loving it. So we'll see.
0: The best part is like, be it's, it's locked in for June 2022. And, like, where
1: Australia is... It's, is my, birth, it's my birthday as well. So hopefully I might be out, out there for my birthday. June what? The June 8th.
0: Oh great! Okay,
1: yeah, twenty seventh. I'll be twenty seven, man. Yeah,
0: that's exciting, yeah. man. Like I mean, we should be open by if we're not open by next June, I give up. I'm leaving the yeah.
1: Contest. No, that's crazy.
0: Do you have plans to release new music by then? I mean, I don't want to put the pressure on you already, considering every road's only been out for a couple of yeah. months.
1: Yeah, um, there'll be new music probably. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm writing. I'm. I'm. I'm in the studio working on new stuff, so I'm pretty sure there'll probably be like a few new singles and stuff. I don't know about an album, but who knows? I might just get this mad idea and run with it and see what happens, but probably not.
0: Is the next 12 months going to be more about touring?
1: Yeah. The next is just to get out and just start, I don't know, living life and doing what I do best, performing and making people happy. That's what I want to do.
0: Tom, we can't wait to bring you down here, man. Thank you for coming on and um, we'll see you next June.
1: Yeah, man, can't wait. Honestly, nice one, man. Cheers, bro.
0: Tom Grennan will kick off his debut Australian tour in June 2022 with shows in Brisbane, Melbourne, and Sydney. For details on tickets, head to secretsounds.com. The Plug Podcast is proudly sponsored by Audio Technica. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your preferred podcast platform, and follow us on Instagram at the Plug with Neil Griffiths to stay up to date with episode releases and giveaways.